No excuse, Adam Muad Lolam. We've talked about this over the last few days, certainly, that there's a big difference between a human being causing damage and a human being's property causing damage. And one of the big differences is Adam Muad Lolam, which is a principle given to us in our Mishnah today. Adam Muad Lolam, a human being is always a Muad. You're always responsible for your damage. You can never claim virtually any excuse. You can't say oh, it was natural, it couldn't, I didn't have any control. In all situations, a person is chav. Ben shogeg, ben mezid, whether you did it by mistake or you did it deliberately. To say I didn't intend it, I'm sorry, it wasn't my intention, doesn't make a difference, you are still responsible. Your intention makes no difference to your responsibility. But even more than that, ben er, ben yashen, even if you damage in your sleep, you're still high. You can't say I was asleep. I didn't know that I was damaging you. Our famous Ming vase or vase is now next to you when you sleep, except it's not yours. It's, it's somebody else's. And, and you put it next to you when you go to sleep and you turn over in the night and you smash the Ming vase. Uh, you can't say I was asleep. I wasn't aware that I was doing it. Even then, you would be chayev. So it seems that in the case of damage caused by humans, we decouple responsibility from culpability. You can be responsible even though you're not culpable. And that's, by the way, a very important concept. We use it in, in many, many places, often in, in marriage counseling. I might say to one of the partners, you're not culpable. It's not your fault. But you are responsible to fix it. We tend to always think they go together. It wasn't my fault. Okay, it wasn't your fault. That's not, that has nothing to do with whether you have the capacity to repair, to make the changes. Sometimes even a person who isn't culpable has, that's the nature of, of a human being. A human being can repair things that he didn't break. He doesn't have to have been the one who broke it. So the idea of culpability and responsibility are delinked when we come to Adam Hamazik. What we're looking at in this year is, are there limits to that? Do we really say the human being is no matter what, an individual is always obligated, no matter how little culpability there is? Or are there some limits to this decoupling of culpability and, and responsibility? And in understanding this, we're going to look at the Yerushalmi. So you remember there are two, two Talmuds were being developed at the same time, one in Babylon, one in Eretz Israel. We're learning the Babylonian Talmud, but we also always reference the Yerushalmi because there are differences sometimes, and sometimes the differences can be illuminating, as in our case here. And two different schools of interpretation of that Yerushalmi is going to lead us to a very fine but important understanding of this idea. So Al Gomorrah, at the top of the next page, asks Menah and Emili, where does this come from? We bring a brisa, we learn it from the posuk of Petzatachat Patsa, we learn it from one wound for another wound, you've got to compensate people for any damage a person causes to the other person. From that we learn that even if you did it by mistake, you are as responsible as if you did it deliberately. The brisa writes a little more than the then the Mishnah does and says, and if you did it by ones, ones means beyond your control. Shogeg means it was unintentional, but not beyond your control. You could have done something about it, you just didn't intend it. Ones means you couldn't have done anything about it. It was beyond your control. When it's Adama Mazik, when a human being is causing damage, ones kerotzen. Doing when it is beyond your control, it's as if you chose to do it. Choice has nothing to do with it is what the, what the Bryce says. So how far is the, do we go with that? The Yerushalmi says, 
Adam Muad Lolam Ben Shogeg Ben Mezid Ben Beyashin. Quotes the same Mishnah, of course. Omar Rabbi Yitzchak in the Yerushalmi, Matnita Bishayushnehem Yeshinim. This which our Mishnah says, that even if you damage somebody or somebody's property in, in your sleep, there is a, a proviso to that. It's not so simple. That's if they if they both went to sleep at the same time. But if one was sleeping and the other one comes down and lies down next to him, and he puts the Ming vase down next to the next to the two of them. The second one is the Muad, not the first one. When the first one went to sleep, there was nobody there. There was nothing to be damaged. He checked around him. Everything's fine. I'm not going to knock everything over. He did everything he could have done. Then another person comes and he lies down or he puts some kalim there. He puts the Ming vase next to the first person. That's not a situation where the first person is Chayiv. In such a case, the second one is the Muad. That's what the Yerushalmi says. What does that mean? So the Namuki Yosef on our Mishnah, says, The second one is the careless one. And that's difficult to understand. What does Namiki Yosef mean? The second one is the careless one. Who cares whether the second one was careless or not? The first one did the damage. We've just said, Adamu When a human being causes damage, he is responsible no matter what. So who cares if the second one was a poshe, if the second one was careless, if the second one was mindless, if the first one was, is responsible, Adam Muad Lo'olam, then the first one is responsible. The Ramban says something similar. So we know that Namiki Yosef comes from the school of the Ramban. Namiki Yosef was late Spain, a late region in Spain. We've, we've spoken about him and he's a, a wonderful guide through Bovakama for us. And the Namiki Yosef says he writes on the reef and he says, Dimishi Nechamitzluhu and the Ramban says, the same school as the Namiki Yosef, this is the Ramban in Bova Metziah. So there's, in Bova Metziah, there's a, a, a similar discussion. We'll get there soon. But there the Ramban says, quoting a Tosfus on tomorrow's daf, which I hope we will address tomorrow, he says that the Tosfus' approach there is difficult. So, so it's important to notice the Ramban is challenging Tosfus. You'll see in a moment why that's important. The Ramban says, You can't learn anything from the case of the two people going to sleep, where the second one comes later. Because in the case of the second one coming later, Those words are, are crucial. The second one, was negligent in himself. In other words, where was the damage caused? I, the second person, got damaged. Well, who, who was the, what was the cause of my damage? It wasn't that the first person was asleep. It was that the second person came. I caused my own damage by my own carelessness. It's got nothing to do with the first person. Explains the Ramban, similar to the way the Namuki Yosef explains later on in history, but the same school of thought, that the damage was caused by the person who suffered the damage, not by an outsider. So again, Reuven and Shimon are lying down. If they went to sleep at the same time and Reuven causes damage to Shimon in his sleep, Reuven is a muad loyalum, Reuven is responsible. But if Shimon came later, then Shimon caused his own damage and it has nothing to do with Reuven. And therefore Reuven would be potter. Still a little difficult to, to understand. At the end of the day, the Mishnah makes a blanket statement. Adam muad loyalum. Why are we making this distinction here? And it's interesting when people t teach this, this, this sugi, often they lump all these Rishonim together, but we miss the point if we do that. We've got to notice there's a subtle difference between the Nmeki Yosef and the Ramban on the one hand, and Tosfus on the other hand, in their explanation of the Yerushalmi. Because all the Yerushalmi says is the second one is the Muad. 
the Namuki Yosef and the, and the Ramban say, that means the second one caused his own damage through his own negligence. That's how the Namuki Yosef and the Ramban learn it. Tosfus is a slight difference in wording. Tosfus back in Daf Dalit. This Yerushalmi is not new to us. You will remember, if you learned Daf Yomi fully on Daf Dalit, you will remember that there's a Tosfus there that quoted this Yerushalmi then already, right in the beginning of the Masechta, we were introduced to this Yerushalmi. And Tosfus said there, Birushalmi yesh de yashan lo mechayev, elak shishkiv atzmo etzel hakelim. Only if a person lay down next to a ming vase or vase, then he's responsible for what he does in the middle of the night because he should have been careful. But if after he fell asleep, somebody comes and puts a Ming vase next to him, and then in his sleep, he, he, he breaks the Ming vase, they caused the damage to him. They garmu law. Who's the law? Not the Ming vase. They caused him to cause the damage. Do you follow the difference? That's why I say Tosus is not the same as the Ramban and the Nebuchadnezzar Yosef. The Ramban and the Nebuchadnezzar Yosef say the second one caused the damage to himself. Tosus says the second one, the people who came and put the vase there, caused him to become a mazik. Now that's very difficult because what happens if the damage is caused because there was a tsunami, because there was an earthquake, because there was a, a, a windstorm? That's all cases of onus. And what is the din with onus? Adamu ad alam. So who cares that somebody else causes it? This, this Tosfus is very difficult on Davov. Tosfus explains the Yerushalmi and says, this that the Yerushalmi says, if the second person comes later, he is, he is the Mu'ad, says Tosfus, not like the Ramban and the Nemeki Yosef who say, the reason is because of his pshia. The second person is a poshaya. Says the, the Tosfus, no, the second person caused the first person to do the damage. The first person is the damage. It's not the, the second person didn't damage himself. No, the first person is the Adam Amazik. The first person who went to sleep is the Adam Amazik. But he was caused to, to cause damage by the second person. And our question is, but that's the very case of Adam Mu'adlo Alam. If an external thing causes me, it's outside of my control. There was a tsunami. What could only be say? Sorry, tsunami or not tsunami. Adam Mu'adlo Alam, you are responsible. It's not the tsunami that caused the damage. You caused the damage. Yes, but it's because I heard the tsunami in the night and I caught a fright and I got up and ran away and I stood on the Ming vase. Tough. You stood on the Ming vase. You are Kayev. So we see an external cause is not a ptur. That doesn't release the individual from, from responsibility. He might not be culpable, but he is responsible. So why does Tosfus say him Gormulo? So the origin of this whole approach we find in Rabionis and Milunil. Rabionis and Milunil is very important. Lunel is a town in the south of France, in Provence, where he, where he lived in the 12th century. It's a very early region. He wrote an important sefer on the reef. We only have little pieces of it. He was a friend of the Balamor and of the Rivet. He was from that school of thought. And it's important to understand that the, that the south of France Lunel, for example, is an hour away from Marseille. It's right there in the south of France. But it's only two hours away from Spain by car. So culturally, the south of France and Spain were close, more closely linked than the south of France was with the north of France. So there were ballet toasters in the north of France, but the south of France was really part of the Spanish school. And there was a lot. That's why the reef is in Spain. The Rabbi Yonas and Lunel writes on the reef in the south of France.
and there's a lot of communication between them. So Rabbeinu Yonis early it is from the time of Rabbeinu Tam, this is time of the early Baal Etosfes, he words it a little bit differently. And he says, If the first one damaged the second one who came later, Patur, his potur, the anus who, and he is an onus. He's the first one that I found that actually calls him an anus. Even though the Mishnah says his mood learned, there's no onus in Odom HaMazik. He says he is an onus. Vahasheni pasha And then he adds what the others say. And the second one was Poshea. But here Rabbeinu Yonason does an amazing thing, and that gives us an in into Tosfus. Rabbeinu Yonason says the fact that the second one was Poshea, the fact that he was careless, doesn't make him the Mazik, as the Ramban and the Nemuki Yosef say. They say the second one was negligent, so he damaged himself. No, says Rabbeinu Yonason, the second one was negligent, and that makes the first one an onus. The first one is still the damager. He caused the damage, but he's an onus. But we say, oh, the muad la'ilam, a person is always, how does onus work here? So we're introduced to a very interesting idea, which Emir Tzashim will be able to take to, further tomorrow in the Tosfus and Davchav Zayin. What the idea is here is, Adam Mu'ad La'ilam means a human being is always responsible if he is the agent of the damage. He's not necessarily the initiator of the damage, but he is the agent of the damage. The damage was caused through him. Hashem decided that so-and-so should be damaged and he uses this person as the agent. This person made no choice in the matter. This person was not careless. He was an onist. In the middle of his sleep, he turns over and he causes damage. It's not his intention. He's an onist. What is the din? So in such a case, we don't care. You're the agent of damage. So that's important to understand. In understanding Tosfus, and this is important in the whole Masechta, in understanding Tosfus is Odom Muad Lo'ilam means when a human being is the agent of the damage, he is responsible even though he's not culpable. The agent isn't culpable. The principal is culpable. The agent is not culpable, but the agent is responsible. However, based on the Rabbeinu Yonasan, when somebody else makes a choice, another human, this is not a tsunami, this is another human choice. When another human being makes the choice, the first one is no longer the agent. Only one person is the agent. Who's the agent of the damage? That's what Rabbeinu Yonason opens up for us, and Tosfus grabs onto it and uses it in the Masechta. That there are cases when a, per- a human being can be onus. Adam Muad means when a human being is the agent, he is responsible irrespective of his culpability. That's Adam Muad Why? Because he's the agent. But there can be cases where he's not the agent, where somebody else is the agent. And if somebody else is the agent, then he can be an honest. Then it makes sense that he, in fact, is an honest, that he's not the primary agent. So says Rabbeinu Lunil, there is a time where a human being can, in fact, be an honest if he's no longer the agent. And he can only be removed from the role of agency if somebody else adopts the role of agency. You can't say that Tsunami was the agent. Tsunami is not an agent. Another human being can be the agent. What kind of human being can that be? A human being who has himself, through his own choice, done something careless, which has been responsible for the Nezik taking place. In such a case, Odom would be, mu- would be Muad. So in these two cases, we've got the Namuki Yosef and the Raman, we've got basically our Gemara, which is not clear. The Yerushalmi goes a step further and limits the case of Odom Muad Lo'ilam. The Namuki Yosef and the Ramban explain it one way. Tosfus and Rabbeinu Yonason Mulanil explains it a different way. 
And in order to understand Tzvus's method through Bovakama, we need to understand this principle. And tomorrow, at the beginning of the next period, tomorrow we're actually into the next period of Gomorrah, into, into Haminiach, we'll have a Tzvus that takes this principle already a little bit further.